My guest this week is one of the people behind this online dictionary, which is powered by Bitcoin SV. Slictionary invites you not only to find out what a word means here on its homepage, but it also lets users earn money by contributing their own definitions, along with pictures and audio. Now Slictionary is introducing celebrity word auctions, where experts are incentivized to take part by other users, as we're about to find out. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Welcome to CoinGeek Conversations. And this week, I'm very pleased to be joined from the States by Jack Pitts, the co-founder of Slictionary. Hi, Jack. Hi, Charles. Happy to be here. As always, uh, my favorite podcast. I never miss an episode. So uh, uh, You're too kind. <laughs> For those who haven't caught up with Slictionary, can you just give us a, a quick back-of-an-envelope description of, of what Slictionary is and what it does? Yeah, I think to Charles Miller, uh, being a proper uh, British Englishman uh, and probably uh, in love with the OED or Oxford English Dictionary, as any writer would be, do you have a hard copy of it? or do you use I do. I do, indeed, yes. Old school. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Not, yeah, the, so, not the full 20 volumes, I think, just, just two <laughs> volumes. Well, do you have the 1928 version or like the mm. 1985 version? Yeah, I think 85. Okay. So there's only two versions of the Oxford English Dictionary, and I give them all the respect that they are due. I call them the guardian of the English lexicon. And our elevator pitch is really simple. Oxford English Dictionary is going to be having their 100th anniversary of the first edition in 2028. And our goal is to scare the living daylights out of them by presenting what we think will be the premier dictionary in the world. And we don't just intend on doing something silly like introducing Bitcoin and saying we're going to get rid of all the ads. Uh, namely, OED doesn't even have ads, so that wouldn't even be relevant for them, but it would be for all their competitors. But we don't just want to introduce a penny payment and call it a day. We're trying to beat them on every single battleground that there can be. And we already think that we are the best dictionary platform in the world today. We don't have all the definitions. We're probably only around 2000. We're approaching 2000. and to, to give you a little, uh, you know, measuring stick as to how far along that is, I think the first real commercial dictionary was actually not on English soil. It was on American soil. Mr. Webster did the Webster's Dictionary at about 20,000 words and two volumes. And so we're about 10% of the way there, which is not bad. Hmm. And what we want to get to is more like the 600,000 words that are in the OED. Well, one of the interesting things is when you look at the history of the OED, and I know that you've looked into all this, there is a sort of crowdsourcing element to the way that the original dictionary was, and indeed the dictionary is compiled today, isn't it? Just, just explain that to us, will you? So many people, uh, when we mentioned we're doing a dictionary, have said, you got to see or read 
um, the professor and the madman. It's all about the Oxford English Dictionary. And I sort of poo-pooed it and said, what do I need to you know, know that for? And then this summer, I saw the movie with Mel Gibson and Sean Penn. Very good movie. Uh, you're going to need a silent room with no kids, but it's good. And I was shocked that we had independently come up with almost the same method as uh, Professor Murray for how to get this massive lexic- English lexicon written uh, because they were having problems for over for decades trying to figure out the English language was changing faster than they could write it. And Murray did this calculation and said, if we hired and, and presented this to the Oxford English uh, department and said, if we hired every English professor in England and all of the United Kingdom, which was probably bigger back then, <laughs> Uh, we would st- still not be able to write this thing in any reasonable amount of time. And they wanted to finish it in five to 10 years. And so what he came up with was, uh, why don't we crowdsource the quotations and let people just write it in? And in a time of no internet, they put up posters and things inside magazines, and they literally asked everyone, can you help us? And, and people few- were just doing it to be helpful, weren't they? they were, it wasn't paid. They weren't paid and they were mailing it in. So they were, it was the reverse of, of payment. They were actually paying the postage stamp to send these things right. in. And uh, of course, you'll learn in the movie that uh, it turns out the Oxford English Dictionary got in a heap of trouble for this because to the public, they seemed like this uh, higher ground, you know, men in learning coats, declaring what the English language officially is. And this is a giant fact book and you cannot challenge it. And we are, we are the people on high that tell you what these words mean. But in reality, it was a person in an insane asylum who wrote uh, almost half of the first volume. Right. And uh, I don't know if it was the London times or one of the good um, newspapers with, with doing legitimate reporting found out that this madman was writing most of the words. You've taken some of that methodology, but you are, in a sense, cutting out the dictionary experts who were going to edit these uh, submissions because you're putting everything up on Slictionary and then it is the users who decide uh, which is the best definition rather than some editor. That's correct. So for your penny, you not only get what we think is going to be a much better definition, much more entertaining, much more efficient, but you also get to vote on the best definition. Right. So when you, when you say penny, let's just be clear about that. You as a user will have to pay something, but, and you will do that through your Bitcoin wallet. And that's the charge for the service. Yes. For things like seeking the words, you'll pay a penny. Um, right now, we're mainly a place where you earn Bitcoin. Uh, so it doesn't even, uh, it's, it's, you could easily earn all the rest of the seeks you're going to do for the rest of your life in probably winning one definition by my calculation. So you want to almost get in early because uh, you can do small amounts of work and end up paying for the rest of your life's usage of the dictionary. But yeah, so your penny gets you no ads, right? It also gets you uh, bespoke definitions written by the people, such as like a Craig Light, right, who not only invented Bitcoin, but invented the word Bitcoin. And when you invent the word, why should you not be the person to define it? 
why do we appeal to some English professor in Cambridge who writes this thing and we assume that he knows what he's talking about, but I would say probably most of the words in the English dictionary are not ideal for an English professor. They're ideal for the person who's the expert at the word. I mean, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea and a beautiful system that you've invented. But in order to compete with the OED's anniversary in five years' time, you're going to have to move fast. And the limitation that you have is that anybody using it has to have a money button wallet. Yeah, so we're solving this in multiple ways. And this is one of the reasons why we think we can be a viral app. What we're releasing as of when your video drops here is called Celebrity Word Auction. And Celebrity Word Auction ties together everything that makes us special. And the way it works is we're going to have you, Charles Miller, we're going to ask you to define a word like journalist or writer or book, and we're going to auction it off. And we're going to let people own the hand signature Charles Miller version of author. And obviously, right. So when you say own it, so if I say a journalist is is a grubby, whatever it was that Dr. Johnson said, um, <laughs> um, then somebody can buy the rights to what I've written. And then if somebody else or any user comes along and looks it up, then that person who's bought it will get revenue from from the process, right? Yes. The owner of all of our definitions collects 70% of the seek fees. We get 30%. It's very similar to the Apple App Store model, where if you create an app in the App Store, you get 70% of the revenues and Apple gets 30. And we think that number will actually come down in time where we'll get less because we have other means to make money. But uh, the point is, we're just a platform provider for the real keepers of the English lexicon. And the real keepers of the English lexicon has never changed. It has always been the English people. It has never been Oxford English Dictionary or Merriam-Webster's. Well, when you say English people, I think you mean English-speaking people. Correct, yes. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to exclude the Americans. (laughs) I think you probably would, but we'll we'll keep that for another. No, yeah, exactly. The English language speaking peoples of the world are are quite significant. It's the number one language, I believe. It could be uh, something in China maybe is pretty close. But for things like business and many other purposes, English is number one. Let's go, let's go back to the celebrity auction thing, because yeah. is this going to be the motor that drives Slictionary to the next level, do you think? I mean, you're really depending on people wanting to see what a celebrity says about a word is i mean is there really a market for that do you think i do the number look i'm a longtime dictionary user um i used to carry one around with me like a big fat book and i would look up every word that i didn't know which at age 13 was a lot right and i gotta tell you I forced myself to do that for other reasons, just trying to get a better vocabulary and all that, but it's a real pain and there's a bit of shame involved. And I don't know if people have thought about it much, but 
when you don't know a word and you're reading an article, um, first of all, you, you've got to do something. You've got to get out a book. You've got to open up Google or even if it's just a right click. And there's a bit of shame and oh, I should really know that. I, I feel like I know this one, but it's just uh, I don't have the, the proper essence of it. Let me let me find out what it really means. And if there's a bit of entertainment in the dictionary mm. to go along with uh, the kind of fact book nature of it, I think a lot more people would really enjoy using the dictionary. And that's important because if the dictionary, let's say, gets used about uh, 10 billion seeks for words per year in the world, we think it could be 100 billion. Because if we can make it not only easier for you to get a great definition, but to get one that you're really engaged with, where there's a picture or a video or a celebrity. I think that's all good. And it's great that you've got video and audio and stuff thrown in. But one factor about the success of the OED is that it has an authority. Okay, half of it may have been written by a madman, but it has an authority. And part of, as you say, when people are sort of not sure about a word and they maybe even feel bad about not knowing what it means, is that they go to the OED and they think they're going to get the correct answer. And I know that in language, correct is a very controversial point, but do you think the democratic nature of slictionary, where in, in a way sort of anything goes, is going to answer to that need? Well, let me ask you a question back, Charles. If you asked 99% of the people who consider themselves as a member of this cryptocurrency community what the definition of Bitcoin is, do you think they would give you what we maybe in the BSV community know as the real answer, or do you think you would get an answer that's digital gold or one of these things that's bandied about? What, do you think you'd get the right answer, or do you think you would get um, an answer? Well, I agree, but really, where would I go to settle that dispute then? I, if, if I come on to Slictionary and all these people have put their own different definitions of Bitcoin, I'm gonna be no further forward. No, you're going to be absolutely farther forward because you're going to get both. You're going to actually get probably the wrong answer first. And that's a beautiful thing because when you swipe right and maybe you get the official Craig Wright version and maybe you think that that's not popular, but you at least get both views, mm -hmm. which is super important because I think what we're missing right now in a lot of reference materials is we're not getting both views. And I don't know what your background is, but when I took history class from a very good uh, historian, he basically said, if you've only read one view of a, of a piece of history, you don't really know it because mm -hmm. you need to know the other view. It's like, you know, they say the winner writes the, uh, uh, what do they say? The history is, history is written by the winners. Thank you. <laughs> but it's not it's not necessarily true. It's just that the loser's version of it gets deleted. Mm. So, you know, the Europeans destroy the Mayans and they burn all the books and say that this is heathenism. Well, that's what the blockchain's all about, right? The blockchain's about preserving things uh, in posterity so that we don't lose them and that we do know what that person's view was at the time. And and not only that, but since we're economically ranking these definitions, you'll be able to actually graph things like a word changing, maybe even from English to Oceanic or whatever the next empire mm. is going to be. 
you're going to see the etymology live. And that's not something that the OED is really doing. They're kind of, they're really good at preserving words and saying, uh, we're not going to get rid of this old archaic word, even though nobody uses it anymore. But they don't really have a documentation for a word and how it changes, like canny and uncanny is a perfect example. Let's just broaden this out a bit, because I know that your background is in the business of technology and that you were on Wall Street and so on. And I'm wondering whether Slictionary is, to some extent, a kind of case study for you in what Bitcoin can do, because you're interested in the whole architecture of Bitcoin and and the economics behind it. And um, is Slictionary a kind of working model of a Bitcoin business for you? No, it's a hard no. Um, And people don't know my background very well, but um, when I was in high school and college, I was taking computer programming in an era where my parents told me that couldn't make you any money. So it's just kind of a fun thing on the side. And I really liked it. In fact, I took it over top of my Latin class, which my parents told me that I needed to learn Latin so I could have a better vocabulary. So <laughs> very, very ironic choice. But my first program project as my senior uh, thesis uh, in my fourth year of, of programming uh, I came up with this concept called a self-learning dictionary. And that's mm. what the SL in Slictionary means. It means self-learning dictionary, meaning people combined together with a uh, computer and, al- and machine learning algorithm form the proper English lexicon. I don't do it. I don't decide. I'm not Jimmy Wales. I'm not going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. I'm going to let the people do it mm. with usage and economics. And what what my background was, was basically this self-learning spell checker would learn from the people what the proper spellings of the words were. And we actually have a little bit of this today. They've added it in. So if you have your wife's name and you're constantly writing it, the software will ask you, is this the right you know, thing? Is this spelled correctly? It seems weird to us. And you can actually put it into your own personal dictionary. And we've just broadened that that concept based on the way I thought it should have always been done in the first place based on the spell checker. And it's the English language is fluid and it's going to suffer from all kinds of changes from areas that intellectuals and people at Oxford probably won't agree with. I mean, people Hmm. are saying the word fascizzle because Snoop Dogg said it. And (laughs) he should be the last person you would think uh, to come up with a word or anything in the English lexicon, and yet there it is, and it's probably not the only one. Well, okay, uh, I stand corrected, and that you have been interested in this subject for, for ever since you were a young chap, um, but you are also interested in the Bitcoin SV ecosystem and so on, and Slictionary is unusual amongst many entrepreneurs in Bitcoin SV in that it has a absolutely transparent working model that uh, invites consumers to take part in. Um, I mean, do you think that we're waiting for more commercially viable ideas like Slictionary? Or will Bitcoin SV be powered more by complicated things that go on behind the scenes that most people don't even need to be aware of? Well, I I think... Bitcoin is a tool. And if you're thinking about starting a business, 
because of Bitcoin, I think you're not really doing the right thing. I think you have to start with your passions and find something that you wish to fix in the world that you think would be really, really cool, but also really useful to a lot of other people. So it should be kind of a big idea, but it should also be, hey, I, I just don't think that product that we're using today is quite right. And, and we think we can make a better model. And Bitcoin, all it is, is a way to do something that really hasn't been done before. And, you know, there's other parts to Bitcoin that are also very important, the ability for it to store data. And that makes it super special because we have a concept where we substrate your ownership of a word. So let's say you define a book and you own it now. But your whole uh, definition is on a coin that you control. And if you insist that you are correct, that your definition is the best definition, even if it is not economically viable on our marketplace, you can continue to keep it up there and say, I think over time, people will recognize that mine is the best. Hmm. And, the, and, the, and the decision we force you to make is if we put your token on a dollar today, and BSV gets more and more use, and that dollar becomes maybe $100 or $1,000, the substrate underneath begs you to do something else rather than have an uneconomic definition in the dictionary that's not pleasing anyone in any shape or form. And we think that's an improvement on the internet. In a world where you look up a word like poppy ping, which is the Welch word for popcorn, and Google tells you, there's 27,000 search returns for that. What are you going to do with all that? You're not going to get past, well, first of all, you have to get past the half a page of ads, hmm. which is worth way more than a penny of your time, right, to get rid of that. So we help you with there. But even most people don't get past the second page of search results. And so realistically, for that word, there's only probably less than a dozen, maybe even only three real definitions that would be economic. And we want to not only promote those, we want to delete all the rest so you don't feel bad like you're missing something. And, and the reason why those get deleted is for the same reason that a tenement in New York City or London gets torn down and a 100-story building goes up. It's because the land in this marketplace has a definite value. You're taking up space on the blockchain. And by taking up space on the blockchain, you're taking away from someone else who might do something wonderful with it. And so we don't want to waste resources. We don't want a lot of web pages in the world. We don't want 27,000 search returns for Google. We want three. And we want three really good ones, maybe written by the person who first came up with the funny expression, Popty Ping. <laughs> That's amazing. You are as uh, determined about this as you were on day one of thinking about Slictionary, it seems like. I mean, is it making progress at the pace that you require it to? And are you more or less confident than you were when you started out on this journey? Actually, we've been really reassured. Um, I, I hate to say this, but the BSV community is super small. And when we went into it, we probably thought that the 100,000 people that signed up for Money Button Wallet or Hand Cash Wallet was a legitimate 100,000 people. And 
I don't want to reveal what I think the real number is, but it is significantly less. And among those people, I would say that probably not 100%, but in the high double-digit percentages have tried Slictionary. And if you think about it, right now, we're like a company selling real estate in Manhattan. So we don't have all the words in the dictionary. We're not going to attract a lot of people to look words up at the moment. But when we tell you, you can own oxymoron, Banksy, you can put an original piece of artwork in for the word art. And nobody looks up art in Oxford English Dictionary. I mean, why would you look that up? You learn it when you're in kindergarten. But in our dictionary, you will, because we'll have Banksy and Jasper Johns and a whole bunch of competing artists that will tell you what they think the word art means. And that will be a one penny uh, art gallery uh, that can compete with the loot. Right. And so I think what we see is that the exact percentage that we would expect of people that have the confidence to write a definition have actually done so. And these are our wordsmiths today. And that's just within the BSV community. We have not marketed outside of BSV whatsoever. And so our goal in the next year is to go to Scrabble tournaments, go to almost any conference with Mm -hmm. our celebrity word auctions and find the keynote speaker and say, hey, you've got a big following. And they all know that, say, Peter Schiff is an expert on economics or gold. Why don't you define gold and, and, and sell to people an NFT that actually has meaning uh, that people will go and look at and go, oh, Peter Schiff defined gold. Let me find out what that is. Or Craig hmm. defined uh, Bitcoin or Charles Miller, a real journalist, defined journalist. Let's see what he has to say. And I think that level of intrigue that we build will just bring in the word nerds and the geeks. And, and believe me, there's a lot of them. And I think once we get going – and we show students in colleges, universities, and high schools that they can make money defining words in a competitive environment. I don't think there's any stopping it, really. I, I think this is happening. It's just a question of uh, how fast. But I think with this uh, celebrity idea, I think we'll become um, probably one of the most interesting NFTs out there. And so since that is still popular, um, I, I think it's really just a case of will BSV uh, prove that it's the real Bitcoin and kind of get a groundswell of people in. And I think what every business should be doing is getting ready for that groundswell and having their platform ready. Well, Jack, I think it's I think Slictionary is one of the most entertaining and interesting uh, businesses on BSV. So I really hope you do fantastically well with it. But thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been great. Well, I can't wait to see what word uh, you're going to do on Slictionary next, Charles. And uh, hopefully you'll volunteer to be one of our celebrities. Well, I, I don't self-identify as a celebrity, but... <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you're you, a celebrity anyway. to me. So. <laughs> you're there we go. We'll argue about it on Slictionary. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye now, Jack. All right. Thanks, Charles. Thanks very much to Jack Pitts. Do try Slictionary if you haven't already done so. Get your definition in now and you can still be earning in years to come. Thanks for listening and please join me, Charles Miller, for another CoinGeek conversation next week.